you went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Hmm, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates National Average Savings by New Customer Surveyed Who Saved in 2019. Hi, this is Kylie Thompson, host of Food for Thought. Thanks for listening to the following podcast on Public House Media. Welcome to Your Life Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mariah White, and I am a passionate pediatric nurse practitioner and fired up health and happiness coach here to deliver a message to you. This podcast is meant to provide a hope and a dream that fuels your soul to dream big and to dream bold and to inspire and empower you to live out your wildest freaking dreams and to grab a hold onto the unwavering truth that you were made for more. What's up, guys? I'm so excited that you're here yet again for another episode. And if you are one of my new listeners, holy cow, I am so proud of you for being here and for taking a leap of faith to be a part of the Your Life Matters podcast tribe. And if you haven't already, go over to Instagram and check out the Your Life Matters podcast Instagram page, as well as follow me at Dr. Fit White. And then if you want to take an even deeper look into how I can help you reach your wildest dreams, I want you to head over to www.borntoshinewellness.com where I have launched my brand new Born to Shine mentorship program all for you. It's you and me working together side by side to dive in to helping you cultivate your brand and live out your wildest dreams and become the mom that you've always wanted and to overcome provider burnout and to really truly grab a hold onto the unwavering truth that you were made for more. So I'm so grateful for you. So proud of you. Again, leave a rating and a review. Let me know what I can do to help you. It is the best way for you to get into contact with me and tell me exactly what it is you need. I love getting DMs. I love you guys tagging me on your stories. But truly, if you head over to whatever platform you're listening to, regardless of if it's iTunes or Spotify, I need you to do me this favor. I need you to leave a rating and a review. I know I have hundreds of thousands, which is crazy to even think about, of listeners all over the United States, United Kingdom, France, Canada. I have people in (laughs) all kinds of countries that I didn't even know listen to this, Australia, and I'm so proud to be coming to you every single week. 
but I need to know what it is that you need because this podcast is meant to give you tips and tricks to provide you the tools you need to have a better life and to live the life you deserve. So guys, this podcast episode is actually something really special. It is me getting interviewed by my dear friend, Joy Harrington. This is actually her podcast of Level Up Babe, and she interviewed me, but I wanted to showcase the questions that she asked me. I wanted to showcase the realness of where my story was, why I do what I do, and help give you a little bit of insight, especially as a provider, especially as a single mom, especially as a woman, how I came to be Dr. Mariah White and how the Your Life Matters podcast even began. So tune in, make sure you check out my dear friend Joy's podcast, Level Up Babe, but let me know what your thoughts are after you listen to this podcast because I want to share my real raw, real and raw vulnerable self with you. So tune in, check it out. It's coming up. I'm so excited for you guys to listen. This was the funnest interview I've ever had. Hey girl, I'm Joy Harrington, a wife and mom of two kiddos, stay-at-home mom turned master Instagram coach for entrepreneurs, fashion lover, fitness junkie, and faith-driven CEO. My life completely changed when my husband and I went through betrayal, addiction, and recovery. It was my biggest rock bottom that would become a catalyst to a whole new me, and that is what inspired this podcast. I wanted to bring our story and countless others to you guys to help you use your heart to create your dreams, find your voice, and live your purpose. Because when life gets hard, we always have a choice. We can give in or we can level up. It's your time. Time to level up, babe. Oh my gosh, you guys are so incredibly lucky to be tuning into this show today because we have one of my very dear friends, Mariah White, Dr. Mariah White, I should say, on today to talk about her story. We know each other because Mariah is a kick-ass beach body coach. She has a team of hundreds of women. It's called Team Bold and Be You to Full, which I love because it's all about being you. And she is also the host of the podcast, Your Life Matters. Get this, you guys. She's a pediatrician, so she's a doctor, and she's a single mom. The woman does it all, and she makes it look so beautiful. And every time I've heard her share her story and speak, I've been so inspired. And so I was like, I've got to have her on the podcast. So welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh. Joy, thank you. That was such an amazing introduction. I appreciate you, my friend. I'm so so glad that you're here. So take us back to... Like, did you always want to be a doctor? Like what? Cause that's a legit thing. Yeah. yeah. So actually, so I'm a, yes, I have my doctorate. I'm a doctor of nursing practice, a little bit different, but in the same realm. And I always knew that I wanted to be with tiny humans. That's what I always say. I call myself a tiny human healer. So I was like, I want to work with kids. And I always had that passion to go and become something in the medical field. I just knew I wanted to be with kids. And that kind of had always set the tone for me. So ever since I was like 16, it was like, hey, this is what I'm going to be. It's kind of funny because I was actually a collegiate volleyball player. I played 
volleyball my entire life. I played basketball too, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't a good, my dad made me play more than I wanted to play. Volleyball was where my heart and my passion was. And I went on and continued my volleyball career. And then it came down to either I got to pursue being a pediatric nurse practitioner or I chose volleyball. And I actually stopped playing my senior year of college so that I could go to school for what I wanted because, you know, my passion wasn't volleyball in the sense of becoming a pro volleyball player. That wasn't it. So it was a lot of hard decisions that I had to tell my coaches of like, nope, I'm, I'm done playing. I had my three solid years. You paid for an awesome education, but it's time to go and be what I know that I was called to be. Oh my gosh. That definitely sounds like a hard decision to make. I'm curious, like what gave you that love for kids? Did you grow up around a lot of kids? No, no. It was only me and my sister, which is kind of surprising. Like I love kids so much, but I felt like anytime I saw a kid, they were super resilient. They had an incredible imagination and kids just don't know what they don't know. Even now watching my daughter who just turned one, it's crazy to even think about, like there was no stopping her. When she wanted to crawl, she just figured out how to crawl. When she wanted to walk, she figured out how to walk. So it's not like every time Bianca, my daughter's name is Bianca, she stands up and then she falls. It's not that she's like, oh, well, I'm not meant to walk anymore. I'm just going to stay down. No, she's like, oh, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it again. So it was one of those things where it's like, kids are freaking amazing. So it was just a passion that I was drawn to them, I think. Well, and you are so resilient. You've been through so much. And I would imagine doing the athlete thing, like that teaches yeah. you resiliency. So it makes sense that you would yeah. be drawn to that. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So you go to school. Yeah, I go to school and I go through the motions, I guess, of like finishing getting my BSN. So I got my bachelor's in nursing and it was a accelerated program. So I got my nursing, my bachelor's degree in 16 months. And then I went through and became a nurse. Everybody told me like, Mariah, you're never going to get into pediatrics because standard as nurses, you start in like a med surge or a basic medical floor. I was like, nope. You see that building right there? It's called Phoenix Children's Hospital and I'm going to be there. And that was my very first job. It was my dream hospital. And I was like, nobody's going to stop me. Nobody's going to tell me no. That's just kind of the personality that I have. Like you tell me no, I'm going to go harder. And I got into what I thought was my dream job, right? And then I was like, I know I want to be a nurse practitioner. And everybody said, no, Mariah, you, you need five to six years under your belt before you go back to school. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not listening to you. I never do. So I'm just going to keep going. And I ended up applying into a BSN to DMP. So getting my bachelor's to a doctorate program. Typically that program takes about three and a half years to complete. And I did it in two and a half. Earned my doctorate, walked across the stage. It was the most incredible incredible journey ever became Dr. Maria White. And that's who I am. But in the midst of that, there was a lot of bumps. I would think so. I was just about to be like, okay, wait, hold up, hold up. Everything is telling me you had resistance. You had lack of belief from other people, which one, I'm like, where did that belief come from for you? Cause that's so rare, especially women. But then two, you're like, Everything takes this long, but I did it this long. That tells me like your life was chaos. Like how how are you taking care of yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. So if I go back to 2015, where I got accepted into my doctoral program, but I also was at rock bottom. I was working at the bedside. And like I said, I love my tiny humans, but I was literally giving them my all. 
because what a lot of people didn't know and that now I feel comfortable talking about is when I was at work, I was at work and I was there for 13 plus hours taking care of tiny humans, giving my all. And then I would go home to a very violent, domestically non-good situation at home in a marriage that was draining the life out of me Mm -hmm. and a place where I just felt like I wasn't ever safe Mm -hmm. and that I wasn't ever good enough. So the only time that I felt worthy of anybody's love or attention is when I was giving literally all I had left to my patients. And it was just a constant cycle. I had went from a collegiate athlete, super in shape to weighing 35 pounds heavier, being pre-diabetic, being very depressed, being physically and mentally abused, and then feeling like, Mariah, your life doesn't matter. You don't matter. And it got to a point where I had those thoughts of committing suicide. And I will never forget. I share this story all the time. This is what Joy was talking about. And hearing my story is I was in the closet and it was December 17th of 2015. And I was holding my husband at the time's nine millimeter gun in my hand with every intention on taking my life. I didn't believe I was worthy of living. I didn't believe that I was worthy of love. I didn't feel like I was enough. And I just thought if I was no longer here, I wouldn't really matter. Nobody would really care. Like, yeah, my parents would show up to my funeral, but that was that. And I didn't realize that all of the dreams and hopes that I had in my heart really could manifest and impact other people. I just thought that it didn't matter. And it wasn't until one of my best friends and my coach in my company that I partner with, Beachbody, reached out to me and gave me a lifeline. She gave me a second chance at life. And I grabbed it with all of my heart. And I said, nothing is going to stop me. Nothing is going to hold me back. It's either make it or break it. Because literally, I needed to take care of myself. I was a nurse being completely unhealthy, eating all crazy times of that did the day, not taking care of myself, not moving my body. And I needed something to pour back into understanding my health mattered, my happiness mattered, what I put in my body and how I fueled myself mattered. And it wasn't until I took that lifeline until I realized that it was affecting everything. So those habits created me finishing my doctorate in such a short amount of time, me learning how to practice self-care while also working really hard because I was working full time while I was going to grad school. That meant I was working Monday through Sunday, no time off. The only time that I got was my me time, which was my hour of morning routine, rituals, meditation, and then my workout. And that was the basis of what carried me through all these difficult journeys because I also got divorced during grad school. Totally. I finally left that really hard, toxic, abusive relationship during all of that happening. But it was because of the decision I made back in 2015 that helped carry me through until today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing. I know like that's such a vulnerable story to share. And I appreciate you being so honest and real with people because I know like, obviously you're not the only one that's been there before. So I'm curious when I hear you talk about your story and you had such belief and like such drive and what was possible for you, I'm curious where the disconnect was in believing that you were worth the relationship that you were worth. 
Like you had this rock solid, like, oh, I deserve to be this doctor. Like I deserve to have that. Like, doesn't matter what anybody says. But when it came to like a relationship, there was some sort of disconnect because you didn't believe you were worth having better or you wouldn't have been in that relationship. Joy, you always push, you like get me deeper and deeper and deeper. I love that. Ah, oh, this is why she's one of my dearest friends. Ah, oh, I think it goes back to who I was and how I grew up. My mom is a hardcore European. She's German through and through. That is in her blood. And it was a very difficult relationship. I haven't spoke to my mother in over a decade. Nothing was ever good enough. It was always like, keep grinding, keep fighting, keep going. So I think I've always searched for love and affection and belonging in relationships. And even if I got a glimmer of that, regardless of healthy or unhealthy, I would stay a lot longer than I was supposed to or lean into them. And I think that that's where my drive came from because as a child, I just craved that attention from her so deeply that I would literally go and go and go and I would not stop at any cost in order to get to that. So even like the drive to become the pediatrician was like, hey, mom, look at me. Look yes. at me, mom. That yeah. totally makes sense because then you said you got to the point of being like, what about my dreams? Yeah. And I was like, well, wait, you said it was your dream. But it's clear like, oh my gosh, we all have like this subconscious pattern, whether we know it or not, that drives us to live our life in so many ways that isn't even really what we want. And it's right. because we're seeking validation and love and things like that from out, outer sources. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. All right. So you go through, you graduate and you're doing Beachbody at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So doing Beachbody, having an amazing tribe of women. Uh, shout out to Team Bold and Beautiful. I love them with all my heart. It's a community of women that I just get to pour into. And I think for me, it became almost like a, a family for me. It became a family and it became a connection and a tribe more so than a team. It was my mission to help women who are probably in the same predicament or in a different predicament to feel worthy, to feel accepted, hence the you in the beautiful part, that there is inclusion for everyone, that everyone belongs to be somewhere that is accepting of them, who they are, their real, raw, authentic self. So for me, as I was going through and growing this team, a lot of what I do is actually pouring back into me, right? Like I pour into them, but it's really because I need it too. I give to them, but it's really because I give to them, uh, to myself. And I would say that as a coach, really, truly the accountability of showing up to 300 plus other women, that's a big deal, right? Like I'm going to make sure I work out. I'm going to make sure that I take care of my body, fuel it with the right nutrition. But in the same time that I'm inspiring them, they inspire me every single day to show up, to be the best mom, to be the best doc, to be the best person, to be the best friend, woman, partner, all of these things, right? Yes. And that is the beautiful part of network marketing. Yeah. It fills so many needs with that. And the community is incredible. So yeah. it's very purpose-filling to be able to pour into other people and impact their lives for sure. And you do yeah. it so well. You're such wow. a good coach. You're so sweet. But really, that's like how we connected, right? Like yeah. I got to like this. If I think about all of the things that even you've accomplished or that I've gotten to accomplish, it's all because of 
the belief that we had, the lifeline that we grabbed, and then we were able to build an amazing friendship through that. So I'm proud of you too. Seriously. Okay. So then you keep working as a pediatrician. I'm going to take you like through your story and you're doing Beachbody. What next? I'm all, cause was it just like all sunshine and roses when you started no. Beachbody no. and started your team? Take us to like now what it was like growing a business. Yeah. So I was super busy, super busy, super hectic and growing this team really don't have a sense of direction, don't really know what leadership is. I'm just leading with my heart. And there's a lot of bumps and bruises when it comes to that. You build a lot of friendships that then don't end up lasting or things change or things grow. And I always say you grow through what you go through, right? Things don't happen to you, they happen for you. So I would say that this business, it was challenging because I am a control freak and I like to be in control of things. And when you realize that it really truly is a team and it's the tribe and it's how you can help them and how you get them to believe in what they can do, you realize that you really don't have any control. You can't make somebody run a business at the rate that you're running your business. So that was the hardest part of building. It was, I need to pour into these women I need to take care of these moms. I need to take care of these people because then they will find value in what we're doing and then continue to build and grow. And then they'll get to wherever they need to get to as we'll get there as a team. But it was really, truly shifting that mindset of, I can't control anybody. So as the years gone on, I've been a coach now for four going on five years And for the last two years, we hit a really big goal in our company. It's called Premier. So two times in a row, we've been a top Premier team, not by any fault. Like I'm I'm super proud of it, but we've missed the highest goal in the company, right? And we missed the highest recognition. And it was really hard the first year to like swallow that. And then the second year, it was even harder because you're like, how do you do this two years in a row? You, you have this massive team, you know, you guys are an elite team, but how do you sit back and say, okay, like course correction, what's the ultimate goal? What's the ultimate purpose in this? And I'm not one to really chase accolades, which is kind of funny, right? Like we talked about how we share with my mom and all these things that I wanted to strive. I strive for things that fill my cup up. I strive for things that give me purpose. Having the the recognition of elites doesn't really give me purpose, but knowing that I'm helping women gives me purpose. So there was a lot of growth through that. And it wasn't until recently our team kind of exploded and it had to happen again where I hit rock bottom. I loved what I do. I love what I do. I loved where I was for the time being. I was a part of a company and in the beginning it was amazing. I thought I was going to be there until I retired and shifts in management happened. I ended up being pregnant. I went on maternity leave, came back and it was again, a very toxic, mentally abusive place. And it tore me apart. And I was just like, nope, it's going to get better. And I keep pouring. And I'm like, nope, I'm always that person that's like, I'm going to keep going until it's like literally horrible. 
And I'll never forget on February 24th, I think it was, I handed my letter of resignation because I cared about my patients. I cared about myself and I cared about my daughter way too much and my family to continue to not be so happy. I was anxious. I was, I was tired. I was fearful going to work every single day that I was going to lose everything that I worked so hard for. And then two weeks later, I was fired, terminated on the spot. Oh my gosh. Wrongly accused of a lot of things, but that's, that's, you know, water, water under a bridge at that point. Right. When the whole COVID thing is happening. Starting. Yes. Yeah. So it was literally what, six, six or seven days before everything hit and everything got kind of shut down. So that was a huge, huge whirlwind, right? Like you go from being a pediatrician, having a set income with a side hustle to then being like this income stripped away, your side hustle becomes your main hustle. Yeah. You got no other choice at that point. It's like sink or swim, make it or break it. But in that, I also realized that because of the lifeline, because of coaching, because of all the personal development that we do in the growth, I stood up and I handed that resignation letter knowing I didn't have a backup, but knowing that I was worth more, knowing that I deserved more, that my daughter deserved more, that my coworkers and colleagues could use me as an example of she's, she did it for us. Like she led the way. And over time, five other providers have left, (laughs) but they didn't have that courage until I finally was like standing up as the youngest one being like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. Like I'm out. Do you think you always would have had that courage to be like, hey, I know I'm worth more, so I'm out? No, no, not at all. Totally, because I see like you didn't even totally have that courage when you were in your first marriage or in your marriage, right? Like, not at all. So clearly something happened and shifted in you to finally give you that confidence to be like, yeah, I'm worth more than this. And I love that it came from a place of recognizing your worth and your value and what was possible for you. Yeah, yeah, because it's... I think in life, you're always growing and you have to grow your mindset, your heart set and your soul set. I love that from Robin Sharma. If you haven't read the 5am club, like you have to, it's amazing. And those heart set, mindset, soul set matter. You can't do something wholeheartedly and set your soul on fire unless it's exactly what's in alignment with what your heart set is. And then if your mindset's not in the right place, the whole, the whole thing's out of whack. Yep. So it was like, yeah, I was fueling my body. I was taking care of myself fitness wise. I loved my daughter. I wanted to be a mom for forever. All of that was in alignment, but my mindset was over here going to a job that I hated, yep. that I was in a panic, that I was frantic being in. And it wasn't until I handed that res- resignation letter in. And honestly, it wasn't until I got fired where I woke up the next day and I was like, I don't, I don't have to go to that place and I don't have to feel this way. Uh-huh. This is awesome. Like, yes, this is what I was fighting for. Totally. And every day since I wake up with just, yeah, there's a lot of like fear, fear with like COVID and, you know, things like that. But it's, it's a healthy, I think a healthy fear, a healthy stress that yeah. motivates me to just continue to grind and push and align what I want in this life and understand my worth. Totally. So what would you say or what, advice would you give to people that maybe are in that hard, in the suck, in like the rock bottom as to like how to use a rock bottom to turn into something better? This is a question I love asking people because 
you've had a couple different rock bottoms and maybe your first one, you were like, I'm going to use this right now and grow myself. Right. Right. But there was something in you that knew like, no, there's more for me and I'm going to hold on because there's more for me. And then it sounds like the second one, you were like, no, I want to dig in and let, let this make me even better. Yeah. A hundred percent joy. I think in any rock bottom now being on the outside, right? This is my advice to you. It sucks. It sucks. And I want you to feel it. I want you to feel it. I want you to cry about it. I want you to figure out what it is that's really making you unhappy or sad about that sucky season. But I want you to hear me. It's a season. The season will end. There is an end to the suck. And there's a difference between feeling that emotion, allowing it to kind of fester in you, understanding and navigating through it, and staying stuck there. Because a lot of people, their season ends, but they're still stuck in that season. So my advice to you is allow yourself to feel it, right? But don't stay stuck there. Understand that it is just a season and it will come to an end. Even if I use this COVID coronavirus as as an example, COVID sucks right now. Quarantining and staying at home order sucks right now, but there will be an end to it. And then when that end comes, Are you going to be a better person because of it? Are you going to grow and be a better human, a better mom, a better husband, a better wife, a better spouse, a better partner because of the season that you were currently in? How do you grow from it? Yeah, I think you grow from it for looking at it on the outside perspective. I think if you look at any situation you're in, And I know it's hard, but if you journal what you would say to a friend, Mm -hmm. so if Joy was in my season and I sat down with a notebook and I say, what would I say to Joy if I was on the outside of that season? What is my perspective then? Like a lot of people saw that, right, if you just divorce your husband, your season's going to suck, but there's going to be so much happiness on the other side of it. And it wasn't until I realized that on the other side of that season, other side of that fear, the most incredible things happen. So I would say analyze being on the outside of it, come from an outside perspective and see what this season is doing for you and how it's growing you to become a better freaking person. I love that advice because I try to tell like my clients too, like to take the 30,000 foot view instead of like in your head. But sometimes it's so hard for people to get out of their own head, to get out of their own thoughts. So sitting down and being like, what would I say to my friend? Yeah. Let's pretend this is my friend. This is her husband or this is her work situation or this is her business. Mm -hmm. What would I tell this friend to do? Oh my gosh. It becomes, I think a lot easier to get out of your own headspace because we can always see it in other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're so, so quick to tell our best friend like, Hey, do this and do that. Or I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't do that, but we can't even guide ourselves that way. Right. Such good advice. Thank you. What has been the best investment you've ever made in your business? The best investment that I've ever made in my business, other than reinvesting in myself, obviously, initially leaping and taking that initial investment, I would say betting on myself. There's a lot of conversations that Joy and I had where I felt lost in my business. 
again, we partner with Beachbody, but we're not Beachbody. We're not walking Beachbody billboards. And I say that to my coaches all the time. So I was saying, what is, who is Dr. Mariah? What is her brand? What can she do for people that Beachbody necessarily can't do? So that investment in myself, launching the Born to Shine Wellness platform, website, launching the Born to Shine Wellness mentorship program, launching the Your Life Matters podcast. Those are all massive investments that had nothing to do with Beachbody, but it was investing into the belief that Mariah has a voice. And I always say, your mess is your message and your story matters. So I needed to share it and I needed to get it out massively. So I would say that's my greatest investment back into my business is back into myself. A hundred percent. It's always back into yourself. Of course. Like that's a no brainer. And I would say like, I did this analogy the other day about like what free stuff is versus like courses versus like coaching, like investing back into yourself is always even smarter than courses because courses are good, but it still requires you. And if you're not changing, doesn't matter what kind of material you're getting. Like absolutely, you're going to apply it the same way. And I love that you had that vision, even before I did, of like launching your own things, like a podcast and other mentorship programs and like your own brand. And I think it's overwhelming for some people when they're new to business to be like a brand. How do I know what my brand is? Do you have any advice that like you give your coaches on like explaining to help them understand like what a brand is that's not so overwhelming? Yeah, it's a great question. I would say your brand is you being real, raw, and authentically you. I think a brand is the things that represent you and the things that are congruent with who you are and a proper representation of who you are. So if somebody were to go to Dr. Fit White on Instagram, can they get a sense of who I am, what I do, and what I'm passionate about? So if you look at whatever platform, whether it's a website, Facebook, Instagram, like pages, YouTube, can people go to whatever platform you're on and know all about joy? Can they know who you are? Can they know what lights your soul on fire? Do they know about your husband, your kids, your family? What makes you happy? I know that whenever I want to know the latest on hair products or an outfit or anything like that, I can go to Joy's page and know that it's there, but that's not all the value that she gives. It's just a piece. So figure out the different pieces and the roles that you carry in life. And that's your brand. Oh, so it's not like colors and a website and all of that. No, 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 <laughs> no. Not it the is fancy not. presets and all of that stuff. It's not. No, it's not. And that's where people I think get so thrown off because they're like, but I'm not like a Nordstrom. I'm not like I'm a person. So how am I a brand? And so I love that you broke it down so simply and talked about like letting yourself out basically deciding what makes you different than other people. And this is where people get also lost in the weeds, I too think, because they're like, I don't know, what does make me different? Well, I would say your beliefs like make you different. What do you stand for? What do you not stand for? Like things like that make you different. But then do you have like any other advice to help people figure out who they are? Because sometimes people are like, I don't know who I am. Yeah, I think personally, professionally, I love the Enneagram test. I know it sounds crazy, but I love it. I am through and through and through a maverick, which is the Enneagram 8 swing 7. I used to think I was like an Enneagram 8. I'm a challenger. And those of you who are like, I don't know what this is, take the Enneagram test, you'll understand. But I was like, 
I'm so an eight is a challenger, a seven is an enthusiast, but an eight swing seven is in the middle. I will protect my friends. I will protect my family. I will go to bat for you until I'm blue in the face. Hence why I got fired and all these other things that happened in my life. But I'm going to cheer you on. I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to mentor you and I'm going to encourage you. So I would say if you're ever feeling like this sense of you don't know who you are, journal, but also take the Enneagram test. Don't take everything. Like you know yourself better than anybody, right? But this is guidance. Like you'll be able to see oh, I relate to that, or oh, that's really who I am. And then figure out where that fits. I know for me, I talk about being an Enneagram 8 swing 7. Like that's part of my brand because I want to connect to other people who are like me, who are that protective challenger, but also the cheerleader in the same realm. I think that's what makes great coaches out of us for sure. Totally. I'm a three supposedly. And I I can see that. I'm a three wing nine, which I thought was weird. I thought your wing has to be on like the side. No, it, it's like a, di- it's a circle. Oh. It's like a diagram. So, but yes, you are a three. You are a three. <laughs> well, I took it years ago and I was a two. And then when I took it most recently, I've moved to like a three, which is also a thing. You can grow yeah. and evolve and change. Like your Enneagram oh, is yes. not always the same. And that's a beautiful thing, I think. Yeah. So. Because honestly, change is the only constant. Ooh, girl, dropping them truth bombs. <laughs> I love it. It is. Change is the only constant, only constant in this life. What is the biggest lesson you've learned in business? <sighs> biggest lesson that I've learned in business is be vulnerable and be real with your team. Because if you are leading your team, without a vision, without a why, you're going to be so disappointed and they're going to disappoint you. And it's not their job to do what you need them to do. And you're always going to feel that sense of disappointment and and disconnect, right? When people aren't doing what you want them to do, that you're like, why are they not rallying behind me? And this is for small businesses, uh, network marketing, big, large companies. If you don't have a vision, a mission statement, a purpose and values behind your business and your team doesn't understand that same value mission statement, you're never going to move yourself forward and all you're going to do is get frustrated, disappointed, and eventually quit because you're like, this isn't ever working. I'm just not a good leader. I'm not, it's not that. It's be real, be vulnerable, share why this is important to you, why it's important for the company, the business, the team to grow in a certain aspect and paint the picture of where they're going and get the buy-in of why they should want to go that way too. I heard John Maxwell talk about leadership and how leadership is doing what's best for the people and not what's best for you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, such a good quote. Like, it's just so true. And I had someone else on here. Oh, Jessica from Isogenics. And she was talking about how when you really want to cross like the big numbers, like six to seven figures, like all of that stuff, she was like, you totally let go of your own dreams and your goals and you marry your team's goals. That's it. She's like, and that's the biggest thing that holds people back in from making six figures is that they're running after their goals. She's like, but you have to literally let go and ask your team what their goals are and then marry those. I I think that that is like right on the head. Cause if you think even right now during this pandemic, 
I, I think the distinction between real true leadership that's going to last through this and thrive through this, not just survive through this, is those people who understand that people are getting impacted and checking in with them. How yeah. are you doing? What is your goal? How can I help to propel you during this time? Right. Because you banding together with them during this, it's affecting everyone. It's a global pandemic. That's what's going to get your team, your business, your company to thrive in a massive way. Totally. I love that. Uh, what would you say your biggest lesson is in life? Yeah, I would say the biggest lesson in life is your message, your message. I think a lot of people shy away from sharing the hard truths and shy away from the things that could be potentially embarrassing. Like nobody wants to sit there and say, oh, I was in a domestically violent situation. Oh, I'm a single mom. Like you talk about all my accolades. And yeah, part of me could be like, I have all of these amazing things and I feel like I'm an awesome person, but I'm a single mom. Like all of the things, right? But your mess is your message. And as long as you know your worth and you know your value and you're going towards big, incredible things, you, you grow through what you go through and things don't happen to you. They happen for you. Mm. Why do you think there is so much shame in telling stories? And did you, was it ever hard for you in sharing your story? Did you ever go through that yeah. period of like, oh, I don't want to share this? Yeah, I think all of us were ingrained with a blueprint that was manifested at a young age of what our life should look like. And when our plans or our life deviated from that blueprint, we were taught to feel shame. We were taught to feel embarrassed. We were taught to, you know, don't air your dirty laundry. Don't talk about the hard things that are happening under this roof. We were, paint, we were taught to paint a perfect picture because we all want the white picket fence in the house with the dog and the, and the husband and all these things, right? But when you eliminate the blueprint of what you wanted your life to look like, mm -hmm. and in my opinion, embrace the blueprint that God has planned for you in your life, oh. that's when the beauty of your life really happens. Oh my gosh. It's called letting go of the outcome. Yeah. It's a concept, actually, like a method that I use with my clients and how most of our suffering comes from our own expectations of outcomes. And if we can release the outcome, we can have so much more fun in our life. Yeah. Like it can be one big experiment. We can just be yeah. curious to see instead of going, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work out. I don't know how this is going to work out. We can instead go, this is going to be fun to see how this works out. Exactly. Like, I, I can't wait that. to see how this works out. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. So if you could go back and talk to Mariah, who is just starting in Beachbody, what advice would you give her? Be relentless in your beliefs and never give up. The same Mariah that went through all of these hard things. The same Mariah that grew in all these different ways. Tap into that Mariah even in the moments that it seems like it's never going to work. And even in the moments where it seems so hard and you get those cancellations and people quit and things aren't going your way, just keep grinding and growing through it. Because today, if I look at it as a coach full-time, I have met and surpassed my pediatric income, which is a huge freaking deal. And the Mariah then would have never believed that was possible. So just continue to build and grow and be ha have a relentless belief in yourself. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I know there's a lot of ladies listening in that are like, oh, I have this dream or I have this idea, but I just don't know. Like it doesn't make sense even financially, right? To get started. Yeah. Like what if it doesn't work? What would you say to them? The most incredible things are on the other side of fear. And fear is just false evidence appearing real. real. So go for it. Because what's the worst that can happen? You only get one life. Just live it and live it boldly. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, the worst that could happen. Like I, I go bankrupt. Like I'm financially in debt. And I just did an episode talking about this, how like before this year started, I took out a bunch of debt to invest in myself and it was a huge risk and I was scared, but I knew like the me on the end of this year was like, hello, that's how you get here. Like that kind of money is no joke. Like yeah. you, you can afford this on this side. And so I was like, either that's going to happen and totally be true, or the worst that could happen is I have some debt and I take a few years paying it off, right? Exactly. Like I can freaking pay it off. I have a job, like I have another business, right? Like I can do, I would do whatever it takes to pay it off eventually. So like, it's not yeah. actually going to ruin me. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes people just don't actually let themselves walk through the actual, what is the worst case scenario? Like, let's yeah. go there. Let's yeah. think about it. Let's figure it out. Is it really going to ruin your life? Right. Like, on the right. streets. Like, yes. And that, and that was a, a, such a great point too, because I listened in on Rise Live with Rachel Hollis and she was talking about, think about your biggest fear and then say, and then. And then, and then, and then, like if we even use that example, okay, so Joy takes out all this debt, it doesn't work out, then what? She pays it off. And then what? She rebuilds. And then what? She's not dropping dead, right? Like she's still living, she's breathing, she's still going. So just do it anyway. And just realize that it's just a season and you always, always, always have an end to that season. It's just a matter of what did you learn and how did you grow through that season that you went through? Correct. And I believed that I was like, if it doesn't happen for me and I do end up with this, then that was the lesson that I needed to get yes. to the next step. So yeah. either way, it's a win actually, because either it will happen or it will be the lesson that I need. Because you needed to learn whatever it was that was happening. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for being on today and sharing your story. Tell everybody where they can find you, how they can work with you, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Joy, thank you so much for allowing me to be here with you and share with you. I just love being in your presence. Guys, seriously, if you are not working with her, if she is not your coach, you need to make it happen because she coaches me all the time and she is such an amazing friend to me, but I appreciate you. So where you can find me, <laughs> where you can find me, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Fit White or Mariah White on Facebook. You can also head over to my website at www.borntoshinewellness.com. You can tune in on any type of platform, Spotify or even Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. I would love to get your feedback and tune into the Your Life Matters podcast. And then the last thing is if you just need some inspiration, some motivation, some mentoring. You can check out my mentorship programs with Born to Shine, but also text My Life Matters to 31996 
and you will get constant motivational texts from me. It's free of charge. You don't have to worry about it, but it's just me pouring into you and sometimes the times that you need it the most. So I've been happy to be able to start that platform as well. Oh my gosh. I need to text that like right now. As soon as we end this, I'm going to be like, what's the number? I didn't know you were doing that. That's so fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been such an amazing thing. And the cool thing about that is you can actually text me back. So I have people from all over the world that tune into my podcast that I've started to show and text. So it's really great to hear the stories and how podcasts and how posts have really changed their life. So yeah. So fun. Okay, everybody, if you love this episode, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and your stories. Definitely tag both of us because we would love to hear what part resonated with you, what takeaway you have. And you can message Mariah if you have any questions or if you need someone to talk to, be like, oh my gosh, I'm going through this hard thing. Like, I know she's amazing. She would love to hear from you. So absolutely. Thank you for tuning in and go have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to the Level Up Babe podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to levelupbabe.com. Make sure to follow Level Up Babe on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would mean so much to me if you left me a five-star review of the show. And remember, girl, go level up because you were made for more. What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Your Life Matters podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. I just ask that you share this episode with somebody. I ask you to just share it and give it to somebody who could potentially need to hear this message. I really am on a mission to help hundreds of thousands of people to believe that their mess is their message and that their story really does matter and that above all, their life matters. I'm so grateful that you're here. I want you to share this episode. And then on top of that, if you could please leave a rating or a review or both, let me know what speaks to you. Let me know what you need to hear. Let me know what you've connected with because that's gonna be the best way that I can make sure that I'm giving you guys exactly what you need. I love you guys with all my heart and so grateful for you. And I want you to know the difference and the impact you guys make in my life. I love seeing your messages. I love seeing when you guys private message me or screenshot it and share it on Instagram or Facebook because it lets me know that this podcast is doing exactly what it was meant to do. And it's to make sure that there's an impact being made and to help remind you and everyone else that your life matters.